Well, hey, I'm Ken Pierpont. It's time for stories from Bittersweet Farm, where every day is a beautiful day and a little light in the kitchen is always on. Today's story is chapter nine from my book, Sunset on Summer, and it's called Yoder, the Amish Beagle. Beagles are great dogs. They're bred to chase rabbits, but if there aren't any rabbits around, they'll chase cats, cars, even little boys. And if they're really bored, beagles have been known to chase little girls. Now, the nice thing about beagles is that they're short and they stay short all their lives, so they're just the right size for little boys. And they're brown and black and white, and they have long ears that flop when they run. It's comical. We wanted one. One day, driving the back roads in the Amish country of Ohio, we found one. We bought him from a nice Amish farmer, so we thought it would be good to have a nice Amish name. Schwarzentrooper seemed a little cumbersome. Miller was too plain. We settled on Yoder in honor of some good Amish friends. Yoder loved to romp with the kids. We took him with us on our full moon walks, and we even took him fishing once. We had a day of it. He ran and romped and tumbled and hiked and played all day. And then on the way home, he fell asleep in the car on Kyle's lap and he was suspended from his exploits. The sad fact is days like that are rare for Yoder. Soon after little dog came into our family, we moved to town and Yoder had to live on a chain in the backyard. We didn't like the arrangement. It was a beautiful house in a very nice part of town. The neighbors were delightful people, but all of us longed for the country. We were grateful for our home, but we began to pray regularly for a place in the country. We recorded the request in a prayer journal, and in a few weeks, our prayer was answered in a wonderful way. We were able to lease a nice old two-story farmhouse on a dead-end road. The house was rested in an isolated valley. Traffic was sparse, unless someone was lost or coming for a visit. We had only two cars a day on our road. We had the daily visit from the mailman, which was an event. And every day or two, the man from the gas company would come with his truck and check the well. We let Yoder off his chain. We just let him run. He climbed the hills. He chased rabbits. He swam in the creeks, shadowed the kids on their explorations. He was in beagle heaven. If you had any imagination at all, you could see the joy on his little face. But his happy days would be few. One rainy Saturday morning, I was working in the study in town, and I got a call from home. I came home right away. When I got out to the house, the entire family was still in tears. Between sobs, they told me what happened. The man had come, as usual, to check the gas well. As he was leaving, he looked over toward where the children were playing. I assume he was checking to see they were all there. And when he was satisfied it was all clear, he gunned the engine of his truck toward the next stop and drove away fast. But Yoder was still in the lane. The little dog was not visible under the hood of his truck. He ran right over the dog in full view of the children. Kyle, who's about 11 at the time, ran to the lane, fell to his knees, gathered his little dog to his chest. Loder, Yoder looked up at Kyle, let out a weak yelp, and died in his arms. Kyle carried Yoder over and laid him down in the straw of the corn crib where Yoder usually slept. When I got home, I wrapped Yoder in a little blanket, gathered him up, and walked back to the creek to bury him. All the children followed in a sad little procession of mourners. The mint grows there, and it smells sweet in the spring. Yoder used to love to roll in it. 
We all held hands and we prayed and we thanked God for bringing Yoder into our lives. And before we left, we made up our minds that from now on, no matter what other people called it, the little creek was going to be called Yoder Creek. And then we walked back home. We all sat in the house and hurt and remembered our little pet. His life was so short. It still hurts a little to think that Yoder lived most of his life confined to a little circle defined by the length of his chain, and he really only had a few weeks of freedom in his whole life. This sad world is full of people running in circles. Their ability to experience the joys of life is limited by the chains of their sin. I remember a man like that. He had four beautiful children, a loyal wife who would have opened her heart to him, but he never tossed the ball with his son. He never walked on the beach with one of his beautiful daughters on his arm. He never held his grandchildren in his arms or watched them play ball or took them fishing because he was confined by the chains of drunkenness and pride. On the day of his funeral, I looked at his body and I thought he seemed weary from straining toward life on the end of a chain, but never really living. I guess I've been that way myself more than I like to admit, limited to the small circle defined by the length of my chain. That's the way our adversary, the devil, wants it. He delights in seeing us continually defeated by sin and burdened with guilt. Jesus said Satan is a thief who came to steal, kill, and destroy. Satan wants to limit us by the chains of unforgiveness and lust and greed, gluttony and impure speech, other sins. And he's looking forward to our company in hell when we die. But Jesus, he came to set the captives free. I don't know about you, but I intend to enjoy my freedom. Jesus paid for it with his life. And I like to imagine he smiles when he sees that I'm running free. That's a story from Bittersweet Farm today, where every day is a beautiful day and a little light in the kitchen is always on.